Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stories with Bree. I'm super excited about my guest today. Her name is Jasmine Buck, and she is, I'm getting this from your bio, you're a mommy. You have a Master's of Arts in Secondary Education. You're an English teacher, woman after my own heart, and also <laughs> a blogger. And so if you have anything else you want to add to that, feel free to do so now. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I tried to push all of that in that little bio. <laughs> right. <laughs> so people know who I was. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Because look, Instagram don't give you enough space to do nothing. They don't. I was like, oh, I want to put in the emojis. And they'd be like, nope, no, no, no. So, man. I'm girl, listen, I've been following you since, um, well, almost since the beginning. I really, since I got back on, I guess since I got on Bookstagram, I'm super excited. Can I say that I didn't even know for real, for real, that Bookstagram was a thing, like a real thing until I reordered that page. And I was like, wait, it's a whole world of people out here. Yeah. <laughs> and I just appreciate it because it's like, oh, Jess. And um, is it okay to call you Jess? Do you go by Jess? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right. And so I was like, Jess is like, she's so cool. She's she liking my stuff. She hyping me up. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I was so happy to, uh, to just, I was like, oh, I like this. I like these people over here. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I feel like that's kind of how we met. We met on Instagram. I feel like that's the world we live in now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll talk about that a little bit as we, uh, talk briefly about the awkward black girl by Issa Rae, because she talks about growing up in the digital age and how literally she was making connections and, and things in that space. And, I thought about that a lot too. I was like, yeah, I grew up with the internet. This is what I know. This is a part of my life. And so um, to get us started, I like to do icebreakers with my guests just so be comfortable. Yes. And so if you can remember, what's your favorite childhood book? Ooh, that's a toughie. So I read so many. Um, I will say, I won't say book, but I'll say like Beverly Clearly. I read everything. I feel like I, the library at my school had all her books and I was just like constantly getting them and I would get them so much that I would be like, I think I read this one before. I would get like a chapter and be like, I think I read this one before. Um, but I love Beverly Clearly books, Ramona and Beezus. Um, That's the only one I can think of right now, the top of my head, but everything she wrote, I was reading it. So yeah, you know, I'm aware of Beverly clearly, but I I feel like I don't remember ever like reading any of her books. But I'm very much so aware of being there, seeing it in the library. But I don't know, I just don't remember actually reading any of the books. Um, now Everybody I had a niche. Some people were Junie B. Jones, and I never got into Junie B. Jones, but. You know, some people, it was like the Treehouse Mysteries. I feel like everybody had a series that they like stuck with and she was just mine. Probably because her books were a little more old fashioned because, you know, you, <laughs> you know, you open up a book and you smell it and you'd be like, yeah, this old. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I know a lot of people, well, you know, most book lovers love the smell of an old book, but a lot of people mm -hmm. like old books. You smell it, old books? Yes. Right. You're wonderful. Yes, <laughs> they do. You, you just smell the history. Like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I guess my next question for you is Do you have a library card? And if so, how many? 
see when i saw that question i was like i only have one. Oh, i didn't know you could have multiple but i've i've seen somebody who was like i had one and maybe it probably was you who like you have one in like every state or not every state but like you have a few um in your state and maybe even a couple in another state wherever you go visit you grab one and i didn't know you could do that yes you actually a lot of um library uh Apparently, I just learned recently that I you could probably get even a library card at like uh, NYPL and even in California. I didn't know that. Now that I didn't know, I haven't looked into it to verify that information. But yes, you can have multiple library cards in different like jurisdictions and in different like areas. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, what it is is like they come up with this. They really want people to use the library. And so they come up with this, um, like maybe agreement or deal where they make it say, if you live within this proximity of this space, then you can have a library card here. Like for instance, I have three cards that I actively use. I have one for DC public and I have one in the, the county that I live in. And then I have one in the next county over. And so because I have where I live, I can have a library card in all three places. And apparently I probably can get one in Maryland. I haven't checked into that either. Well, I need to slow down on my library cards. But I've, <laughs> I've you know, they, they you can they, never have too many. Never have too many. And it's a free resource. It's something mm-hmm. that if you're in your state, you pay your taxes. And most public libraries are state are state funded. You need to utilize that free resource. I don't care whatever means you might have or wherever you might think you are. You never know when you'll need the library. So yeah, um, and it's so much other stuff. Like people think it's just books. I remember a couple summers ago, I took a class, and like the amount of classes they had, just like free classes. Like so, it's it's so much more than just books. It absolutely is. And so I, I highly, I'm an advocate. Of course, I'm a librarian, but I'm also <laughs> an advocate for reading and being inside the library. So for you, do you prefer digital or pen and paper? Um, I was 100% pen and paper, like no, nothing else. And recently I, I discovered this author and her book was only an ebook and I said well I gotta read that book so I'm just so had to get the ebook and it wasn't a very long book and I read the book and I was like hooked on her and a lot of her books I was discovering were ebooks and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna do it and so now my actual physical library is not that big but like my e-reader it's like just books 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 so now I'm a little bit of both but um if I had to choose, it'd definitely be pen and paper, pen and paper. Yeah, I'm more of a digital girl, but I, I <laughs> use pen and paper every now and then. Like when I do my budget, I have to use pen and paper. I know that's kind of mm-hmm. like, because most people do a digital budget. But for me, the physically, the physical act of writing out my budget kind of like helps me to, to just yeah. on paper and see what kind of money and coins I'm working with, what I'm not working with. <laughs> exactly so yeah and sometimes I, I, I get this urge I just like have to write something like I doodle a lot in high school I write poems songs and margins of my notebook and so like I find myself now uh because I teach so a lot of what I'm doing is online now and I just find myself like I just gotta write something even if it's just writing my name like I have to put a pen in my hand and write so yeah. I definitely feel you on that 
it's just something cathartic about being able to write every now and then because I, I get the urge too to just like have to physically pull out a notebook or something like that and just write down my thoughts instead of just staring at my phone or my computer for hours upon hours it's just like it is something that physically just makes me feel good sometimes and that physical release of like I guess endorphins and stress and what's what and what not and what have you is definitely helpful when I ain't feeling it (laughs) so yeah and we need we need anything anything that makes us feel good right now we need it like oh my goodness oh my goodness girl you have no idea absolutely so I know Beverly clearly was your favorite childhood Arthur who's your favorite Arthur or writer now as an adult Mm, I would say Jacqueline Woodson like anything she writes it's an automatic pickup automatic pickup um I I I read a book of hers when I was a teenager and I didn't know it was like her at the time like you know like oh I I read this I just read books and I don't pay too much attention to the authors and stuff but I read the book and like once I got older and started getting more into her adult books I was like I read this book before and I was like I knew I liked her for a reason so She's definitely my go-to author. Um, I'm, I'm just waiting for her to put something out. Last thing she wrote, I immediately snatched it up from the library, read it, and I'm like, I'm just waiting. Anything you put out, it's, I'm reading. So yeah, a lot of Jacqueline, yeah, I agree. A lot of uh, Jacqueline is on my TBR. Like um, she was mm-hmm. one of the the poet. I believe she was the poet laureate or some or whatnot of at the Library of Congress. Um, and don't quote me on that that but she was she did something for the Library of Congress and um, I just had the opportunity to like really engage with a lot of her her teaching her um, Arthur's talks and things of that nature so I know her as a writer through a lot of that programming I just have not sat down enough time to like physically read any of her books but I just know her more of a, as an intellectual and her doing her uh, her talks. And so that has been very- Maybe fun. I need to cross on that side. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything she does outside of her books. Um, but like I said, I, anything she writes is amazing. So I can get into that. She has some great conversations out there. Um, uh, most of the conversations do center around her um, books. But they're really good. Like, uh, And she has a lot of good content out there. I think- a, I think a lot of it is on YouTube. So if you ever get an opportunity to go in to dive into that, it might make you love her more. Um, just yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Okay. So um, you can still hear me okay, right? Everything? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, 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 good. So I wanted to ask you, because like I said, you have a book, this bookstagram, and it's a really cool place. And I noticed you do a lot of reels and stuff like that. And so you said that you used to doodle a lot and um, doodle, because I don't want anybody to mistake that for, you know, (laughs) so you used to write a lot in, um, in class and stuff, which makes sense as to why you're now an English teacher, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you consider yourself a creative? Um, I, I want to say I do it. I feel like it, it might just be me, but I know a lot of us, like if we not popping, we just out here, we just post stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we, we content creators. We, we just like everybody else. Um, 
you know, we just ain't got the millions of followers yet, or we ain't got the endorsements yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would definitely consider myself a creative. Um, Aside from reading, I I do write. Um, My my first degree is in writing. So like, that's, that's really my heart right there. Um, But I would definitely be like, I'm a creative and I'm coming more into it, especially as like, starting the bookstagram because that's that's my social media right now I don't go with nothing else well I do go on TikTok to make the reels <laughs> but um like I'm like yeah this this is it now like this is not not necessarily the goal but like this is the path I'm on I'm I'm definitely a, a creative so okay. I wear that hat proudly <laughs> awesome I'm glad you consider yourself a creative because I feel like your bookstagram is very much so especially your reels I'm like that is hilarious <laughs> and, and, and some of the stuff that you pick to do like your TikToks and your reels on I wouldn't even like think to pick those particular like voice bits or, or whatever and obviously like yeah this is this is genius in its own way <laughs> so, oh thank that's you that's good it's good because I'll be like making them like maybe somebody will love this. Maybe they'll like it. But if not, I have fun making it. So that's that's all that matters. Exactly. For now. <laughs> exactly. That's all that really matters. As long as you enjoy what you're doing. And I feel like because you do enjoy doing it, that's why all of us like really enjoy engaging uh, with yeah. your content. Because <laughs> it's it's fun. I'm telling you, it really is. So do you remember and um a lot, I don't blame you if you don't, but do you remember the time when you, or the time period or in your life when you felt like you really began to fall in love with books? I, I don't know if I could pinpoint an exact time, but I remember even like reading and like looking at books in like kindergarten you know you had those books that like the title of the book was like one word it was like cat and then you open it up and it'd be like cat that like I remember reading those in like k4 but as long as I can remember like reading was always like my thing um it probably sticks out more in middle school Mm -hmm. because I feel like at a certain point in middle school we got like an actual library like we taking trips down there and it was like, then I was like, whoa, I can get whatever I want and like bring it back and get something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, I would definitely say like middle school is when it started to like hit for me where I'm like, all I'm doing is like reading books, reading books. Or no, I wouldn't even say middle school, a little bit before that, like third, fourth grade. That's when we got our library. That's when it was like, yeah, this is, this is my, my thing. I love it. Yeah, and I, I agree. Uh, you know what? And I, I was I had another guest and it was Dr. Pam and she mentioned how she you know like she never really remembered when she even began to read. And I was like, that's so true. All I remember is that I've always been surrounded by literature. I've always been around books. Books have always been like a safe space, a comfort for me. Libraries have always been a place where I just find my home in and I of course ideally when I'm a kid I'm not thinking about being a librarian I'm just kind of like I love books and that's what I love and then eventually that path kind of kind of led me to becoming a librarian and of course librarians being a librarian is more than just reading books but 
it, 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 it opened up a world for me that I was just like, oh, this is nice. This is cool. <laughs> because yeah. like I said, I've always felt comfortable in that space. Um, and, you know, I was an English major, actually, in undergrad. Um, I was an yeah. English major. I always said that, that was one of the worst decisions I ever made <laughs> because being an English major, you know, they don't take into account that you might have four or five other classes. And so one mm-hmm. class, imagine taking more than one English class in the semester, but one class can have like 20 books that they want you to try mm-hmm. to read in a semester. And I was like, who, who finna read all this? Because it ain't finna be new. <laughs> And so right. a lot of my reading came from Spark Notes. Listen, I made it. I was able to Ooh. engage in the conversations, but a lot <laughs> of my reading came from like Spark Notes. And then I got really burnt out um, because yeah. of it. So did you experience that as well as being a writing major and also going to school for education? Did you get burnt out at any point with reading? And how did you oh, like, come back to that? Absolutely. Like, because with my master's, I started when I was pregnant. So I, I took nice breaks, you know, failed a class here, not a shame, failed a class there, had to take something over, all of that. In that time period, I didn't do a whole lot of like pleasure reading. I had just started teaching. So like, I'm trying to get my footing over here and, you know, spending too much time at work, at school, mommy, like it was a lot. And so um, for a while, I didn't read like nothing like my I go back on my good reads like uh reading goals it's like zero 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 so um I think I would say I, I kept like reading here and there I would have like a break off from work and I would finish a book but you know after once I went back I would you know put the books aside but I feel like last year um I don't know what it was. It probably was like my my mind manifesting this stress, like something has to give. And I think I picked up uh, N.K. Jemison's book. I had bought the whole Inheritance Trilogy, like the big, thick book. And I read the first one and it was like, I was like, well, I'll get to the second one whenever. And I just like started picking it up. And that's like a three, 400 page book. And I finished that like in four days. And then it was like, here we go. And from then, I was just like reading books, reading books, reading books, reading books. And like, it wasn't, I've, I've been on that kick from like, I would say started like November last year and I graduated in December. So that's probably what it was. I was like, last semester stress, I got to do something. And I just picked up books and I've pretty much been reading like nonstop since then. And that is the most consistent I've been with reading in a while because everything else is just like we don't have time (laughs) we got to get these papers graded you know all this stuff so that was that's I definitely had that burnout where it's like I don't have time to read there's nothing that's piquing my interest enough for me to stop and read it but that last semester I was like it's either this paper or this book and I would usually choose the book um but yeah I definitely had those burnouts yeah I um you you said a lot really (laughs) (laughs) and that's not to say you know not anything negative or whatever but it's just like you I'm just focusing back in on all of these hats that you wear like Mm -hmm. you just mentioned trying to struggle through you know grad school because you were pregnant then you also had 
you know, you had to work, I'm assuming full time to, so, yep. to <laughs> afloat and you're trying to be a student. And then now you're trying to get back into reading. And then also you create this book, this bookstagram and all of these different things. I'm not sure where your timeline is for your bookstagram. How do you manage to do all of these things? How, how are you doing this? And you're a teacher. So you, yeah. you, you have students, you got to grade their, their stuff and you have to kind of in many ways be the counselor and everything else for them. So how are you doing this? How are you like, I know you said that reading is a part of your self-care, but what else mm-hmm. are you doing and how are you managing that? And what else are you doing for self-care for yourself so that you can stay creative so you can always have these ideas for your, your social media? Yeah, that's that's a million dollar question. A lot of times, I don't even know. I just, I, I pull in, I know for me, it's something always has to like lack and it's a matter of deciding what's gonna lack. I know with teaching, um, my my boss and everything, they're pretty lenient. They know everything I'm going through. So like, you know, if I, oh, grades aren't up to date here. Okay, that's fine. You know, catch up next week. So maybe that'll fall to the wayside. Um, you know, I always gotta be on top of being mommy. So like, she's priority and making sure that she's good but as she gets a little bit older it gets just a little bit easier in some areas like you know now she's chilling in the living room and I don't have to worry about it a couple years ago I don't know um <laughs> but um reading I know I it's a lot of nights I go to bed late because I don't care I'm finishing this chapter like we that's a little bit part of the self-care. I'll even wake up a little early sometimes and be like, okay, let me let me get this one chapter in. And, you know, the content is, it's not, I won't say it's like easy, but it's like, oh, I'll get an idea real quick. And I'm like, let me go record this right now, put it in the drafts, put it to the side. So it's, it's kind of just like this quick, like, what can I give here? What can I give there? Um, and obviously while I'm giving something here, some ain't gonna get it and I've learned to accept that like if it don't get done it don't get done it's not the end of the world they're not gonna fire me because you know who gonna teach the classroom we we got teachers leaving by the the hundreds so they're gonna be like okay whatever we'll make it work this week um like I said the content is pretty easy I I tend to like get a idea and I'm pretty impulsive with things so I'll just like record it it to the side and then the reading like anything that's whatever's left over from the rest of the day I'll give reading my attention and like I said some books are so good that I'll be like it's 1 a.m let me let me go (laughs) but um even though that's probably bad self-care for me it's like I need that time Mm -hmm. sometimes it means sacrifice a little bit more time during the day and that's fine and I'm pretty like transparent, even with my my kids. Like I'll be like, y'all was up reading this book last night. So I'm a little tired. And they'd be like, well, what book? And I'd be like, I'm glad you asked. And then I, <laughs> you know, so they they are very understanding where like if I come in and I'm like, you know, y'all, I'm tired, but it's because I was reading this book, they'll they'll feed off that energy and be like, okay, tell us about it, tell us about it. So <laughs> I it, you know what? I just it just happens. I just take it day by day. And if something don't get done, 
it don't get done. So. I know that's right. <laughs> uh, what grade do you teach? Seventh grade. Oh, girl, listen. Them kids yeah. ain't telling you about you. <laughs> oh, no. Look, they be like, you went to bed at one. I went to bed at three playing Roblox. Like, they oh, be, my gosh. They be like, you beat me to bed. I'm like, okay, we both gonna be sleepy today. So let's get through this lesson. <laughs> That's how you got the perfect grade because they're gonna be not only are they gonna be curious yeah. about what you what you're reading and stuff like that, but they also gonna be understanding because they like listen, we I was up too. I was up I, I kids don't talk on the phone right. like that no more, but <laughs> they was like I was oh, no, they they be online. <laughs> right. Up online, on YouTube, whatever, doing the same stuff mm-hmm. we do. Um, which brings me really to kind of deep diving into um, and we can talk we'll go back into some other questions and stuff but it kind of brings us to aqua black girl because that that's a good transition into Issa's book because she talks about how she was online dating how she was doing all this stuff with yahoo messenger Mm -hmm. i was like first off these kids will never know what aol and yahoo messenger did for us they right. never know and like yeah. it cracks me up even I think I put up a post it cracks me up these days seeing ASL because it's for the longest it took me forever <laughs> to figure out what they were talking about because I was like why y'all keep asking people what their age sex and location is why <laughs> and then when I realized that it was an acronym for uh as hell I was like really oh my god that blew my mind I was like wait where did that L come from like what I'm so confused like <laughs> like like what the I don't I don't I don't be understanding the what they say the math ain't math it like it ain't it, it ain't it ain't math it but when I realized it I was like these kids come up with some weird stuff and I'm like if have I aged out <laughs> but it cracks I me up. think we are aging out and Every day I'll be like, oh, I'm cool. I'll be doing like the TikTok dance and be like, stay off TikTok. Because it ain't, it ain't. I was like, but I thought we we had an arrangement. Like, they be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Nope, nope, nope. So funny. Yes, that's hilarious. I think my aunt, she put up a post a while ago about one of her friends' uh, daughters talking about 30 year olds on TikTok. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait. I am hurt. I'm hurt. Like, wait a minute. Like, wait, when did we become lame? I remember my parents and them being so cool. I thought they were so cool in they 30. Man, I thought my teachers, my and I'm realizing now, like my teachers were my age when they taught me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're so like they have it so together. They're so amazing. And I'm like, no, they did not have it together. Yeah. They was planning them lessons in the car on the way to work. They were struggling. Did they bamboozled and hooked with us and made us think that adulting was fun? Look, we out yeah. here cooking. I try to tell my kids, I'm like, please listen to me because I know it is not easy out here. It is not easy out here. These decisions y'all making now, you whatever is smaller consequences when you adult, everything you do has a consequence and every consequence is difficult like you don't have to deal with it so enjoy it now yeah it's just like okay all right now uh-huh. in one ear and out the other mm-hmm. okay some of y'all hear me but some of y'all y'all gonna be back that's all right i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna be like i told you i told you <laughs> so what did you like and so first off it's a 
I I kind of was made aware of Issa. I don't even know. It was just randomly how I came across Issa Rae. Um, um, I actually never really watched the web series, The Misadventures of uh, Aqua Black Girl. I maybe will watch it one day. Um, but Issa Rae came to me through maybe another influencer and they were talking about her. And I was like, who's Issa Rae? And then, of course, all of this stuff starts popping up with the shows like Insecure and all of these different things. And then I think I randomly, like last year, two years ago, was like, wait, she got a book? And I I went and I started reading the book and I was like, oh, this book is about her life. I thought it was very interesting how she grew up and she was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, being single, singleese. I think that's how you say it. If that's not how I said it, sorry, y'all. That's not how you say it. But, and how she, you know, grew up there part for a significant chunk of her life. And then she moved to LA. And then I think she said they stayed in Maryland for a brief stint for a while. And yeah. so it was just like, I, I connected with her because of that, that nomadicy of having to move from place to place to place. I kind of connected with that because that was off of my life, but I ain't never come from no other country. I've been always in the United States of America. I just moved around a lot. And I feel like that's kind of like the plight of a lot of kind of, of, of black people where we just we have to move a lot oftentimes because of maybe financial struggle or whatever the case may be um Issa didn't give off to me that they ever really struggle because I believe her her dad is a doctor and then even with her talking about the people mispronouncing her her last name and stuff like that that was funny it was a hilarious book but what do you what did you find like super compelling about the book what even draw drawed you to to want to read the book because I saw your post that you made about the miss the miss of miss uh adventures of a black teacher I thought was perfect it was I was like thank you it was perfect and it, it matched so well but what about the book what did you find like the most compelling and why did you what did you like about it what did you think that you know she could have probably elaborated on or did a little bit better let's talk talk to me about that what did you think I, well, I liked it. Um, I, like you, I had, well, I had, I've recently seen the series, but like I heard about her when she, Insecure came out and I was like, this girl, this, she cool. She awkward. Like I'm awkward. Like we, we here. Right. Now she bringing the awkward black girl to the spotlight. I love it. So um, I didn't realize she wrote a book, but I, I think I saw it at Target and I was like, wait, is that Issa? I was like, let me go grab that book now. Um, but I really thought it was funny and I it matched like her personality, the awkward black girl. Like you read it, you like, girl, why you say that? You like chuckling along with it. I'm like, this is a real it felt like an interactive book, mm-hmm. but not really like, you know, like I'm I'm curious to see how it sounds like on audio book or something like that because I feel like I will be laughing as I'm listening to it but um I enjoy hearing about her background I thought it was super interesting to know it's it's always interesting to me to see somebody's like come up Mm -hmm. because you just we see like when Insecure came out we see like glossy she on HBO like we know she getting money off of this and then she just like take off her career takes off and so it was nice to see like her struggle the come up and all that stuff and even like watching um the YouTube series I didn't finish it I think it's like I don't know how many episodes but I'm like on episode eight or whatever and you like 
she really had it this whole time and we just now seeing it yeah um I like to see that come up because we we are so used to seeing people like pop out and we don't realize that they've been grinding for years and you know like when she got her stuff stolen I was like oh that would have took me out I would have been like you know what just put me in a cubicle I'm done clearly you don't want this with me Lord but she was like no I'm gonna keep going and look at her now she everywhere yeah that was that definitely was inspirational because that was tough you know and I've been in some some awkward situations and honestly like you said the awkward black girl I didn't even know I was like I I knew that I was like I like to say unique and you know that's Mm -hmm. why you grew up in church that's what they tell you you unique you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, that's scripture <laughs> or whatever. But it's like, I have always kind of felt like I was a little bit of an outlier as well. Like I, you know, I didn't quite fit in into anyone's space, but I was cool with all of the spaces. Like I was cool with yes. the kids. I was cool with the nerds. I was cool with the gangsters or whatever you want to say. Right. Like I was kind of cool with everybody, but I've always kind of felt like a little bit of an outsider, even though, um, and, and I've always kind of like got my energy from within. And so then when I read Issa's book, I was like, oh, like you said, I'm not yes. alone. There were yes. other people in this world that kind of like felt like me and looked like me. And then I, I thought about the fact that you our age, like Issa's not that much older than I am. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're kind of- we're, In another world, we could have been friends. <laughs> yeah, in another world, right. We could have been friends. And and you're right. Like when when all of the those hardships were happening to her, even with like relationship things, mm-hmm. um, with the, the whole thievery situation, I was just like, ooh, child. It'd be rough out here trying to get a dream made and get it done. So I agree with that. Like it is tough. Like people don't, they often just see the highlight reels and the after effects. So I Mm -hmm. appreciate the fact that her book kind of like honed in on what was going on prior to the Easter Ray that we now know and love. Like this is who I was. I struggled. I had a heart, I had hardship. My parents went through divorce. I had to struggle going through that and I had to deal with those feelings surrounding that. And it's like, oh, I'm still a regular person. I still feel like Issa, even with all her glam and high, and she's not necessarily high maintenance, but with all her glam and who she is now, she still gives you that very good, much so homegirl vibe. Like, yes, if you met her in 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 a cafe or something like that, y'all could just be cackling and and talking and chatting it up, and right you forget that she's Issa, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I like that about her. Um, and I did read the audiobook and she actually is the one that's reading her own audiobook. And I like her voice. It's hilarious. It's, nice <laughs> it's hilarious. I said Issa is, and I, and I was reading it while I was at work. And I think I was like doing some, um, I was doing some book stuff, something digital or whatever, because I work in mm-hmm. station. And there were points where I was like, I know Issa didn't just say that. <laughs> like, and no, she did. Right. It's like, why are you being like this girl? It was so funny to me though. But I like there were moments where you literally uh, audibly laughed because mm-hmm. I was like, this lady is nuts. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> this is so good. I definitely am going to go back and kind of like watch her series because I mm-hmm. do want to see like I want to see where she started because I see the the but the big 
the big dollar, the million dollar budgets. But I want to see what she did with just a with a phone camera or whatever it was that she was using to make this YouTube series. And then I like the fact that Issa, in her everyday life, even now, she makes room and makes space mm -hmm. for her people. Yes. And I think yes. the best thing. You don't do that enough. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest thing I love about her. Like, she makes space for her people. Um, so for, would you read it again? I I tried to, I, I don't, for me, I feel like the book is not, but I, I will caveat that by saying that I'm not someone who reads books more than once. I'm not, it's very few books that I have read more than once in my lifetime. So I'll caveat with saying that I, I started to, I was going to read the book a second time, but then I was like, I don't think I want to read this again or listen to yeah. it again. So for you, did you feel that way? Do you think that it's a twice read or did you just think that it was something that, you know, I read it, it was good, but we can yeah. move on. Yeah, I'm like you, I don't, it's, I could count on one hand how many books I've read more than once. So I, I don't think I would read it again um, just because I, I got what I needed. <laughs> right, exactly. It's just like, I kind of, I'm like, eh, Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I, I mean it's a quick read you know if if I had to choose you know between something else and, and her book I, I would because it's it, it I breeze through it pretty easily but mm -hmm. yeah one and done <laughs> yeah I, I literally have like I'm when I say that I could count and I might make a reel about it or whatever but I can count on one hand the amount of books that I've actually ever read more than once and I, if for some reason, it, I kind of have a, like a bibliophile or catalog in my head, because like mm -hmm. if you mention a book, if I read it, I can recall things from right. the book and be like, oh yeah, do blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I don't forget the books that mm -hmm. I read. Now I do, I will say that since I've been reading a little bit more audiobooks, sometimes it's harder for me to recall information versus when, the, mm. when I used to physically read a lot of books. Um, so it is kind of harder for me to recall information because, but I read a lot more audiobooks and some, some ebooks because of me being a working professional. So I don't have, right. it's so much easier. Yes. To sit around mm -hmm. and touch. So what about you? Are you more of a, ebook audio or do you still have time to like do physical books um well like i said i, I got i recently got an e-reader so i've been a lot of i've read more ebooks in the past couple months than i've had like ever so uh but i was always like i need a physical book and i i had this co-worker um, I follow her on good reason. I'm like, girl, why are you, how are you reading all of these books? And I'm like, we work the same hours. Like how? And her commute was long. And she said she would listen to audiobooks on the way to work and on the way home with her commute. And I'm like, oh, but audiobooks, I, the, I'm listening to Will right now, which I think is worth it. I think anybody should listen to him read his book because he's, at you know like storytelling you feel like you're sitting in front of him and he's just like talking but um I I don't do audiobooks if I had to choose um I do like the ebooks because it's just convenient um as far as like carrying things around because I, I read a lot of series growing up and so it'd be like oh 500 pages of this big old book so um I would say ebooks e yeah yeah um, I'm still, I, I'm 
you know, I, I still love to have physical books around me. Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoy having them around me. I, me and eBooks are hit or miss. Like mm-hmm. we, we, I try my best. Like there are some books because they were cheaper. I bought them as eBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and audio, I'm an audio book snob. Like there has to be <laughs> a specific type of person, how you're reading it. If you're very monotone and it doesn't seem exciting, I cannot you are going to put me to bed and I am not going to be able to. So there are some books where I literally check them out as audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But because of the whoever, even if it was the author themselves, because of how they was reading the book, I say, listen, let me go ahead and put a hole on this ebook. I am able. I'm not going to be able. Will is on my list. And I am so glad that he is reading his own book because I honestly feel like I love books more when especially if they're like memoir based or autobiography Uh I like it a lot more when the author is reading the book themselves because then you get to see or hear all of the nuances and the emphasis of where they wanted to place things and how they wanted things to be said versus somebody who's reading it for them you don't quite get that feeling and that's just for me personally so I definitely plan to uh, put him on my check out but that check out I know that holds for that wheel book is a mile long okay I had to buy the audiobook because I put the audiobook and the physical book on oh and um Libby was like several months I said okay I'm trying to read it for a book club at the end of the month so I don't know if I can wait that long it yeah it's bananas the wait list oh so you're a part of book do you have your own book club or are you a part of a book club I'm a part of one. Um, it's um, Melanin Uncorked. Last month they did in Every Mare She's Black. And then it's Will. I forgot the next one that's coming up. But I enjoyed it. I, last book club I was in was in high school. So, and I'm always like, I need like book friends to like discuss with. Because I'll be going crazy in my room. Like, what is happening? And nobody to talk to about it. So, wow. um, this, this is fun. This is my first grown-up book club (laughs) you know what's what's strange I have never been a book club person till now Mm -hmm. like I just never but I I also would cap once again another caveat I would caveat that by saying that I was uh probably extremely more extremely introverted and more isolated when I was in my younger years and so Mm -hmm. um but now within the last four years because I live on my own and stuff I I need more community um, because yep. I didn't realize that that was a part of me that I was kind of like missing. So as what I think people call it like an ambivert. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoy having conversations with people. I enjoy engaging and talking. And a lot of that has kind of, you know, was missing from my life because of, um, you know, living on my own and moving away from my, my immediate family. And when mm-hmm. you start living on your own and you've also moved away from your, your safety net, you really didn't re- you don't realize how much you actually mm-hmm. take in and how many cues and things you take in until you're not really getting that as much. And so I started joining book clubs because I wanted to build a, a community again and I wanted to have that. And I, I definitely enjoy it. Our uh, book club, I, I'm a part of Brown Girls Book Club. I'm also a, a part of another book club that I don't tell everybody about 
because <laughs> it's my safe space. But yeah, I, I feel you. But I'll tell everybody about that one. But I Brown Girls Book Club, I definitely highly recommend. It's on Meetup. And we have people from all around the country that actually joins the book club. And our book last year, last month was Anxious People. And um, it was pretty good. I will give that. And then this month, I can't remember what it is because I'm not going to this month, but um, it, it was nice. So you mentioned that you've been reading books all year. So what's your reading goals for 2022? If you have any, I don't really have to. I, I, um, once I got back into the reading groove, you know, with school and everything, I, I kept them low. Like last, I think a couple years ago, I had like 12 and I ended up not making that because I had, I had to take the Shakespeare class and child. That was, ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? We did what we did. And I showed put some Shakespeare books on my list as I said, I'm going to get some credit for these. Um, but then last year I had 15 and I ended up reading 18 books. So I was like, okay, let's bump it up. So this year I got 20, but good reasons like you like 12 books ahead but I also have been reading you know a lot of those shorter books like um the authors on like Kindle you know they books be like 50 pages I'm like I could finish that in a couple hours yeah. so I think I'm gonna expand it maybe to 30 or 40 depending on how much yeah the good reads account I don't have one I, at least I don't remember making one if I do have one I don't remember the password but um <laughs> I need to make you're not missing out (laughs) yeah it don't count if if I have one it's been years like Mm -hmm. and I probably had to make one for a grad school project or something like that but I don't have one I I like it for the recommendations and I think that's why I started it because I'm a big like I find a book I like it and I'm like okay I need to read something else like it so I'm I'm like I need something where somebody gonna give me a recommendation so that's why I started mine that was like four or five years ago so okay that's exactly what I was about to ask you how did you choose your your book so you you kind of just like pick a genre and then you mm-hmm. dive into it or you pick Arthur and kind of like deep dive into all of their work is that how it works for you yeah um when I was in high school I read a lot of like those uh dystopian and sci-fi fantasy series so mm-hmm. for a while it was just honestly me reading the next book and the next book and the next book and so now I'm getting more into like standalones and stuff like that but it's still like oh this author I'm on it I'm going to read everything in catalog now or um yeah everything don't <laughs> um like Kenny Ryan I found out one of her books I think it was like free and like now I got like four of her books on my bookshelf, two on my e-readers. Um, so yeah, I pick an author, I pick a genre, and I'm like, this is what I'm in because I'm one of those mood readers. So I understand. I feel like for me through like middle school and high school, it was J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter. Mm. I feel like that series carried me all the way through um, through those years. And I like the crazy part about it is like it's been what 25 years or 20 years of Harry Potter, but I and I'm just like, what? Like <laughs> what? And hey, books like, carry me all this way. <laughs> yes. And I'm still a, a huge fan. I love it. I was actually mm-hmm. considering going back to reread all of the books over, but I was like, I'm not gonna physically sit nowhere and read it. So I was thinking about doing like the ebooks. I, mm-hmm. I mean not the ebook, but the uh, the audio. 
100 sure I, I would love to though read it to see what it sounds like how I feel about it now as like a fully grown 30 some year old woman how I feel about the books now versus how I felt about them you know during my teenage years Mm -hmm. will I now be annoyed by Harry and Ron (laughs) you know or you know do I have the same feelings that I have like I watch the movies and stuff every year faithfully Mm -hmm. once or twice a year maybe but I watch them all the time faithfully but I have not read the books literally since the last one came out in high school I did buy Harry Potter and the Cursed Child which is not technically a J.K. Rowling book, yeah. but I bought it when it came out and I was super excited about it and I was super hype about it. And then also my favorite author is Eric Jerome Dickey and he has carried me for a mighty long way. I was so sad when he passed away last year. And like I was just like, this how we gonna start my 2021? And, I, and from there, it kind of just went, <laughs> it was a little rough mm. for the rest of the year because it was just other things back back to back but um I did purchase recently his last book that he wrote mm-hmm. and then I was just so sad I was sad because one because my favorite art they did pass away but I was also sad because it's like wait I no longer get any more in his books yeah <laughs> right and I no longer get any more Gideon books no more contract killer what <laughs> I need to see this through to the end. You left me right. anger. I need to see the ending of this. I and wonder I- if somebody would like try to finish it for him. Yeah, I'm not if, sure. If, if, if they're even somebody like capable enough, you know, to like match his writing style or. Oh my God. I don't know if there's anybody that can match his writing style and how mm-hmm. his brain worked because. That man would put words in that book. I would have to go pick up a dictionary to see what the word meant. Because I'm like, bro, what is that? Or I I love when I'm reading and I have to stop and be like, what's this word mean? (laughs) I love $10 words, as I call them. (laughs) But his books was full of it. And like, you know, when they lumped him into what is considered urban fiction, I was like, Mm. ain't nothing urban about this. Like, you know how many words I've learned, how many different languages I've come been exposed to from his mm-hmm. literature and so it's like because you know normally when they say urban fiction they're trying to say that this is kind of like less intelligent not yeah. really, and it really bothers me because it's always yeah. more so people of color and yep. it frustrates me always um I just read a book I guess it'll be urban fiction and I'm not I've never read a whole lot of urban fiction so like um I'm like I need to get into this because they they um they the way like you said the way they market it you'd be like oh I don't know you know if I want to read that because y'all giving me I'm not a real reader vibes or this is not real art and it's like it is like these people are writing just like you are and I haven't written a book but I can't imagine the process that goes into it, you know, editing and all that stuff. Like, it's, yeah, I saw that. I saw your reel. I was like, is that her book? I said, let me go and get that down. Um, But congratulations. (laughs) That's that's exciting. Anybody who wrote a book, I salute you because I be trying to write these little short stories and I be like, I can't. I'm done. I got to put this to the side because I'm already beating myself up about it. 
Like, um, yes, like, I don't like that they knock people. Now, I know it is that one guy who's making them crazy titles and them crazy covers, like, you do it so much. But other than that, like, you read these books and you're like, this this is real. Mm -hmm. It's truth and fiction anyway. So this is somebody's life. So the fact that you're kind of putting it down, that's... We don't do that over here. <laughs> no, we don't. And um, Urban Fiction carried me through some years. And I mm-hmm. haven't read a lot of it in, well, let's see. I don't remember when the last, I think the last one that I may have uh, read that would be considered kind of Urban Fiction is an author that I actually worked with. Uh, his mm-hmm. name is Anthony Watts. And the name of the book is Work in the Pews. And that mm-hmm. came out in like 2019. And that's probably mm-hmm. the last like urban fiction book that I've read. Um, everything else has been considered um, more canonical, mainstream, you know, big, mm-hmm. still black for the most part, black authors, mm-hmm. but more of like general read and stuff like that. They wouldn't lump it into urban fiction. Um, and so and I've also been reading a lot of like self-help and memoirs. There was a whole year where I literally only list, listened to and read people's autobiographies and memoirs and like self-help books I don't know what I was why I think it was just research for my own book maybe yeah but it was like for a whole year I read nothing but that and I was just like okay hmm okay <laughs> I was like okay this is where we are but I learned so yeah. much in that time and so I definitely if you ever want to write a book I definitely do believe and I'm and I'm with there that it does take time but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Like it is gratifying and it is fulfilling to know that you have something that's out in the world that people can read, that they can purchase. Now, if you go, of course, the independent route, it is going to be a little bit of a grind, but it's going to be very much so fulfilling and satisfying to say, oh, this is mine. I created this. I'm, mm-hmm. awesome. I'm actually in the process of working on my second book and child praise. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, your girl. Okay, I got you because that is not one book, but two. Yes, yes. I'm writing a second book, and it is it's gonna be interesting because um I feel like I I guess I do better or my writing goes well when I'm writing about myself and writing about my life, and Mm -hmm. this one's gonna be a little bit. It's gonna be the first one was it it was a little tough read, you know, for a lot of people, but. This one gonna be a mm-hmm. little bit of a step up because it's gonna be tough for me. That one was kind of little yeah. right, but it was talking about more of like things that I was removed from. This second mm-hmm. book is gonna be talking about things that are kind of like still present mm-hmm. in my life. So it's gonna be like I don't know if I want. Mm, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Not like about- it's gonna be a nice healing journey for you and you know for somebody else who so they gonna you know, read and they are gonna be like I related. I, I get I get it yeah I hopefully I hope so so as we wrap it up I just want to say thank you so much for having this conversation with me it was so fun please tell the people where they can find you where they can follow you and where they can get your stuff at where they can read you and boost your numbers all of it please promote yourself okay so my bookstagram is at jazzreads24 I, I got a um a underscore in there somewhere where that jazz, jazz underscore reads24 yeah. 
Uh, my blog is called Jasmine Writes. It's on WordPress. Um, if you ever, I post book reviews, uh, random stuff. It's 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 just my my journal basically. Um, so follow me on there, like, comment, all of that. But yeah, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. I like this. <laughs> I, I definitely have to have you on again. Um, uh, we'll do something maybe later on this year. We'll 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 discuss it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> fun and thank you everybody as always thank you for watching and i appreciate you all being here i will see you next week have a good weekend